Hey everyone, you're listening to Let's See You Succeed. Today's episode is a little special for me. Um, You've heard me talk about him on the podcast and since it's tax season, I convinced him to join us on this podcast. So here with me to talk all about just that, to talk about taxes, is my husband, senior tax manager for Ide Bailey, Jess Neal. Hey Jess. Howdy. (laughs) Good to have you. (laughs) Great to be here. This has got to be like a first, like, obviously you're my only spouse, so this is definitely a first having somebody that I'm this close to on the podcast, so, um, but I thought since it's tax season, this was a good time to do this podcast and to share with our listeners a little bit about just all the things they need to know about taxes. So before we get into that, uh, can you tell our listeners just how long you have been with Ed Bailey? 10 years. Short and sweet. <laughs> so well, you could have told them too. <laughs> this is how this podcast is gonna go. <laughs> okay, so Jess, I can't tell them. What do you do in your role there? I'm a tax senior manager, so I do income tax preparation and tax consulting for a lot of agricultural and small business clients. Thank you. So, what's a favorite hobby of yours? Right now, sleep, which this <laughs> podcast is interfering with. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Any other hobbies you enjoy? Uh, I like to rodeo and be outside my free time. Yeah, we've talked, I've, I guess we, I've talked about that a little bit on the podcast, how we enjoy rodeo and horses and things like that. Getting into the nitty gritty of why we're here on this podcast, taxes. So it is tax season. Um, Jess is really busy with taxes, so I don't get to see him very much much like just about every other accountant, but I just thought it'd be fun to kind of kick off the podcast if you could just share a story about doing taxes, um, your first tax return, a moment when you saved a client a lot of money, I don't know. Any any fun tax story you can share with us? Well, we all got a shoebox story with somebody <laughs> coming in with a box full of receipts. Are you serious? Oh yeah, I just had one come in two weeks ago. But the best, the best story I, I can tell is instead of a shoebox, I had a client come in with a drawer out of his desk. <laughs> You're <laughs> and, kidding. No, dead serious. That wasn't enough, though. Like, he was missing something, so he went back out to his pickup and got the second drawer out of his desk. <laughs> like, I'm ready to do my taxes. Just grab the drawer and walk into Jess's office. <laughs> oh my. No wonder you're getting a few gray hairs. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So maybe the first step for our listeners is maybe don't bring your taxes to your accountant in a drawer. Or a shoebox. Or a shoebox. <laughs> okay, thank you for that. So again, we're here to learn a little bit more about taxes. And we came up with some frequently asked tax questions that we we're hoping you could answer for our listeners. Um, so if you could just break it down for our listeners, uh, what's one of the first things that people should know about taxes? Due dates April 15th. <laughs> Goodness. Yes. I Technically would. April 18th this year, but Technically, it can't come soon enough. So it, it kind of changes? It's always on April 15th unless... The 15th is a Saturday, a Sunday, or a holiday. So I think the 15th is a Saturday. The Sunday would be the 16th. The 17th is Emancipation Day in D.C. 
so the so that's it's right. the 18th this year. Okay, yeah, and and I love when April rolls around because that means that tax season is kind of wrapping up. So if you're new to filing your taxes, April 15th usually, uh, this year, 2023, it is April 18th. So just how do you decide if you need to do your own taxes or or hire someone? Like, is there a pay threshold or like, how do you know which way is the best route to go? There's not necessarily a pay threshold. It's more so how complex they are and how technically capable you are. And your average Joe just has a couple W-2s, can probably file online at a free website, but as soon as you start having any businesses or um, investments, anything like that, um, you can still do it online yourself if you want, but at that point it's generally time to go get some additional help. Okay, so um, say I, I get help, I file my tax return, um, and I hopefully get a refund. Uh, what are some smart ways that people can use their refund? The, I remember one time I had a, told the client they were going to get about a $3,000 refund and they texted me about 30 minutes later saying they just bought a mattress. Oh. <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess that I did ask <laughs> fun, smart, it's for their sleep, I guess, so. Um, I mean, you can use it for anything. Some people use it as a savings account and then and have one big purchase after they get their tax refund. Um, a lot of people don't get any refunds, but you can either, you know, pay off credit cards. You can actually file a form to receive an I-bond, which is a government-issued bond, Okay. and you get a paper bond in the statement, so that's gaining popularity with the rate increase. Because I-bond rates are increasing, or? Yes. Okay, so I file my taxes, I get a refund, and then how would I get that I-bond? Like, does my accountant do it for me, or? They put a, include a form with your tax return when it gets filed, the IRS will send you a paper I-bond back in the mail. Cool, well, that's that's good to know. I know a lot of people probably pay off um, debt or student loans or things like that, but if you wanna look for something fun, I guess there's always a mattress you can go buy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's fun. Um, so how should you file your taxes? Like. I think one of the hardest things for me, obviously now I'm married to you an accountant, but when I was first starting out with like my first job, I was like, how do I decide um, how to like file my taxes with my job and how to fill out my forms? Like, do you do you do where you pay it now or pay it later? Like, how do you fill out your, your forms when you're first starting a job? When you first started filing mm -hmm. and got your first job, the W-4 that you fill out was older or the IRS has now changed the W-4 format okay. to, I would say, more clearly or try to get you closer to what you're actually going to owe or not have such a big refund. Okay. The IRS website has a online calculator that you can use to figure out, okay, here's how much I'm going to earn through my job. Here's how much I've had withheld already if it's during the middle of the year. And this is how to change your W-4 
so that you are close to a break even or get the refund that you want. Okay, so I guess what you're saying though is like before, like say I would start a new job, um, or like for example, somebody is just out of college, they're going to start their first job. If they're not sure which way to fill out their form, the best way to figure that out is to go to the IRS website? Yeah, use the online calculator at the IRS website. Okay, is, is there any pros and cons uh, for like paying it now versus paying it later? Not really. I mean, if you have too big of a refund, in essence, you're giving somebody a, an interest-free loan throughout the year. Okay. Um, you want to, if you owe over $1,000 at the end of the year, um, and if you're going to owe over $1,000 again the following year, you're required to make estimated tax payments quarterly. Okay. So somebody who is a wage earner, probably doesn't want to be making quarterly estimates they should just change their withholding a lot of businesses though don't have a choice hmm. so somebody who is maybe a wage earner should pay it up front you're saying yes elect to have their taxes taken out of their paycheck right away yes okay well that's a good tip for people um what about children and claiming children as dependents um you know, people joke like, oh, that's my, you know, I just had my tax write-off like with my kids and all this stuff and um, my tax deduction. I had a kid, so I had a tax deduction. Um, is there an age limit on, you know, claiming those children as dependents? Under 19, you can claim your children and if they're a full-time student in college, they have to be under 24. Okay. And... Once they turn 25, then you can't claim them. Anymore. You can't claim them. Okay, perfect. What about tax documents? Um, <laughs> I should have asked this earlier when you said you had a client bring in his his drawers of receipts and, and tax documents and things like that. But um, W twos, ten ninety nine. I mean, we get the notices that oh, I got my W two in the mail or my ten ninety nine and all these things. Like, can you kind of just explain? to the listeners what each one of these is and why I might need to check my mailbox for it and make sure that I have it. So a W-2 is the form that you get from your employer saying how much you have in wages for the year. Okay. It's going to say what you have for federal withholding and Social Security taken out and state withholding if you're in a state that has a state income tax. 1099s are tax forms that payers are required to file to send to the recipient. So, so like a business? First Community Credit Union would be the payer. Okay. Katie Neal would be the recipient on of the interest that she earned. Okay. Um, there's several different 1099s forms. Interest, 1099 div is a, or DIV is a dividend. Um, that'd be, you know, in all your investments, may send you a 1099 dividend. Okay. Um, 1099 miscellaneous be just kind of a catch-all that um, other income rents 1099 NEC is for non-employee comp so any subcontractor or you know independent contractor commonly receives an NEC um, 1099 R would be for retirement accounts if you took anything out of an IRA or pension you get a 1099 R um, I could probably go on but I'm just there's that many. 
Yes. There's more. <laughs> I had no idea. So full disclosure, I mean, I think I've said it on this podcast enough. Um, I married an accountant, so I don't have to know all these things. But this is, I mean, I'm learning a lot. Like, I didn't know there was that many 1099s that you have to... 1099K. Look for. What's a 1099K? That's for the credit card transactions. Really? Yeah. So, 1099S for oh real estate transactions. So if I'm like going, if I'm needing to file my taxes, or I should say when I need to file my taxes, how do I know if I have all the correct 1099s then? Well, hopefully you have some sort of accounting record that you can see all okay. of the income that you got and match up the 1099s to it. So if you know if you're missing something or not. But you should be aware though, like if, I mean, if this is my first time filing my taxes on my own, my parents can't claim me anymore. Or I just got my first time job. Like I should be, oh, and maybe I'm investing in something. I should be aware that I'm probably going to have like that W-2, that 1099, and I might have a 1099 on my investments as well. Correct. Okay. If you go online, generally most investment brokers or firms or online portals will have a tax documents page to okay. see if you have anything or not. There's a lot then, like if you are investing or if you have all those like businesses and things like that that you talked about, there's a lot of different forms that you will need then to file your taxes. Can be. Wow. That's hoofta. Um, I didn't realize that. So thank you for kind of like breaking that down, what each one of them is. Um, another commonly asked question I think that people don't always understand is what's the difference between a tax credit and a tax deduction? A tax credit directly offsets your tax that you owe. A tax deduction reduces your taxable income, of which the tax that you owe is calculated on. So if you earned $100,000 and your total tax was $15,000, if you have a $2,000 tax credit, you would pay in $13,000. If you had a $2,000 tax deduction, your taxable income would be $98,000 and your income tax would be $14,500. Okay, and but then how do I know, like, how do I know if I have a tax deduction or a tax credit? Like, what are some common deductions and credits that I can claim or get? Um, Common deductions would be like self-employed health insurance if you're self-employed, IRA deduction, um, student loan interest. Like, so say I have to say I'm self-employed, like, is my travel to and from my job like a deduction? Yeah. Okay. We can, there's, We're getting like in the weeds. You're, you're going to get in the weeds. Okay. <laughs> if you're self-employed, I mean, the IRS rules anything that's ordinary and necessary for your business, you can deduct. Okay. So there, I mean, that's where in those cases, if you're self-employed or you have like your own business, typically that's where you would want an accountant and somebody yes. to like help you figure out what are deductions and what you owe and what et cetera. You can and can't deduct. Okay. Gotcha. So what about the credits? Like, are there any, like what kind of credits? How do I know if I have a credit? Um, most common credit is probably the child tax credit. Okay, how do so, I get that? By claiming a dependent on your tax return. Okay. Um, there's several, I mean, there's 
probably thousands and thousands of credits that you could actually get. And so, okay, for our listeners, like a lot of people have an accountant or go to like, whether it's a big accounting firm or a small accounting firm, a lot of people have a, an accountant. But for those people who are listening that don't and they just want to file their own taxes, how would they know what credits they can claim? Like, can they go out to the IRS website? Mm-hmm. And there's like a place where they can find this? Yes. Or there's there's also state tax credits. So in North Dakota, there's a bunch of state tax credits. You can go on the North Dakota Tax Commissioner's website and learn about either research on the IRS website, look at the instructions for the forms, mm-hmm. or hire a professional. Okay. So... What if I file my taxes and it says that I owe a lot of money back? Like, what if I can't afford to pay those taxes that I owe? Then what happens? You can set up a payment plan with the IRS. Okay. But you should initiate the payment plan before you actually file. How do you know, though? Like, what if I file them by myself and it says I owe... $50,000 or some kind of ridiculous number. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have $50,000 just lying around to pay. Like, how will I know that I owe that before I file? Well, you probably won't know it until you complete your return. Okay. But it should give you the option to, I mean, you'll know how much you're going to owe before you actually hit submit. Before you hit submit, which means before you filed. Yeah. Okay. And so you'll know what you owe and then... Will it give you like an option or you talk to your accountant or if you're filing it with a program online, like it should give you an option to set up that payment plan or you just have to go to the IRS website again? You have to go through the IRS and call the IRS to initiate the payment plan. Okay. Is that like, that's not uncommon then? Is that uncommon? Um, I wouldn't say it's super common. Okay. I mean, it's But happened. it happens. It happens, but... I wouldn't say it's, I mean, it's generally a lot of circumstances have led into somebody not being able to afford to pay their tax. Okay, gotcha. $50,000 or having to come up with $50,000 for somebody would be, I wouldn't say uncommon, but out of the ordinary. Okay. I mean, and that was just a number I threw out, but it's good to know that, like, because I think out of the ordinary, yes, but there probably is those situations that people run into. So it's good for them to know, like, before I'd hit submit on that tax return, that there are resources out there available to help me get through this year. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. If, if, um, you, if you were to come up with a large amount owed that mm-hmm. you can't afford to pay, it'd probably behoove you to contact a professional to actually mm-hmm. feel out, figure out if your tax return is done right. correctly. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. If you're trying to file it on your own. Right. Um, One thing I thought of earlier is when you were talking about that magic date of April 15th, or in this case, April 18th, one thing that um, people sometimes hear about, or maybe I just hear about it more because I'm married to you, but is extensions. And like what causes or how can you get an extension or in what case is that okay to have an extension or is it just like businesses only or or can you just explain that a little bit anybody can file an extension okay Um, you get an automatic six month extension if you file the the extension form okay Um, 
it's kind of common to file an extension if you're having trouble putting together all of your tax documents or have some circumstances that you can't file. Maybe you're waiting on a 1099 or mm -hmm. a K1 or something from somebody that you haven't received yet. You don't have it all tax all your tax information. You may have to file an extension. Um, the thing that you need to know about filing an extension is it extends the amount of time that you have to file. It doesn't extend the amount of time that you have to pay. Meaning you still have to pay before the end of the year? You have to pay before April 18th. Really? Yes. So how will you know, if though, like how much you have to pay by April 18th? You have to have a, an estimate or you overpay in hopes that it's enough to cover what you owe. And what if you overpay, then you get that tax credit for next year? You get it refunded to you when you do file. Oh, really? I did not know that. Or wow. if you're required to make estimates, then you can, part of your overpayment will just be applied to the estimates that you have to pay. So if I want to extend my taxes, which again, just get your taxes on by April 18th if you can, but that doesn't always work. So if I want to extend my taxes, I still have to pay or write that check or like send that money to the IRS before April 18th. Yes. So I don't have all the nitty gritty paperwork done, but I still have to like say it says I owe 5,000 in, I still have to pay that by that date, even though I might not quote unquote file till Correct. the fall deadline. You don't absolutely have to have it paid, but you're gonna get hit with penalty and interest after April 18th if you don't so just, have it paid. You should get it paid. Okay. I would advise everybody to pay it. Right. I had no idea. I just thought like if you extend it, that means you like have that many more months to pay it. I didn't realize that you actually still have to pay it by that date. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Hmm. Interesting. So while we're on that topic, I guess like that's definitely a misconception that I just kind of assumed. Um, are there any other like misconceptions or misunderstandings or things that people often bring to you and they don't realize? Any other things you can kind of share with our listeners? Well, there's a lot of misconceptions between what's a deduction and what's a credit. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody wants to put an IRA, put money into an IRA, or an IRA, or a traditional IRA is a deduction, it's not a credit, so they put $6,000 into an IRA, it's not going to save them $6,000 in tax, it's going to save them $1,500 in tax. I would say the other misconception is the tax brackets, and everybody worries about how much, what tax bracket they're in. Mm -hmm. um, the tax brackets are graduated, so it goes from 10 to 12 to 22 to 24 to 32 and up to 37. Well, if you're married, you're still paying tax at 10% on the first 20,000, at 12% on the next 60,000, and at 22% after that till you fill up the 22% tax bracket. Just because you're in the 22% tax bracket doesn't mean that 100% of your tax is taxed at 22%. You know, Warren Buffett is in the 37% tax bracket. He still pays, he still fills up the 10% bracket, the 12% bracket, and the 22% bracket, just like everybody else. That was a lot of numbers. <laughs> you just said a lot of numbers really well, fast. Hopefully it makes sense. <laughs> No, I, I get what you're saying. And if you didn't understand that, like the different tax brackets, and you can't remember that um, and just rattle that off, obviously, like an accountant can. That's why you have accountants, and that's why they're out there. And that's also like something that you can find on the IRS's website again. So you kind of know mm -hmm. like what 
what you're going to pay in and what bracket you're in. Just ask Dr. Google. <laughs> okay, we probably shouldn't advise everything to go to Dr. Google, but if you have questions, that's where you call your accountant, that's where you find an accountant, um, and there are those resources out there for the IRS. So, um, anything else we missed? Like, I know we're kind of keeping it pretty high level. There's a lot of other details, like we could get into the nitty gritty, but everyone's situation is going to be different depending on what you're filing and your income and business, et cetera. Um, anything else you want to share with our listeners about tax season? Not that I can think of. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, an accountant's favorite answer is it depends. So <laughs> it depends. I'll remember that. <laughs> so, well, thank you for taking time out of your busy tax season. Um, I know we we're cutting into your sleep. So thanks for being on the podcast and sharing with our listeners um, just some tips and tricks and thanks for answering some of our frequently asked questions just about taxes so we appreciate you being on the podcast thank you everyone for listening to let's see you succeed we hope you tune in next time this podcast is for informational purposes only and is subject to change